imagine all the pain I feel Give anything to hear half your breath I know you're still living your life after death Yeah Episode 6 It's gonna be a different one, Teddy Oh yeah Special It's me, Ramis, your friendly neighborhood culture cultivator. Yeah, it's your boy, Teddy. <laughs> I always throw you off, Teddy, when I don't do the whole thing. I know, man. I, I can think I already have it, like, memorized. <laughs> but I got to come up with my own. Hopefully it uh, keeps the, the listeners guessing as well. Oh, man. So we had a, we had a special episode fl- planned for today. Yeah, yeah, we had a really interesting topic. Yeah, we picked... We pick something that we know will will resonate with people, but then, unfortunately, I had a, a tragedy in the family. This past weekend, my grandmother passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, it was tough. It was tough. Um, and And it was different because I didn't know I was, I was going to feel it this way, right? Mm-hmm. And... It's not that that we couldn't do the episode that we wanted to do today, but I feel like doing this is a lot more special, mm-hmm. and and I feel like this will this will be honoring to their yeah. memory. In my opinion, it wouldn't feel right, you know, knowing that happened, and then it also hit close to home with me, just because you have now reached a stage in your life that I am personally dreading. So you said that this was the last of your grandparents. Yeah. So that's another reason why I felt it was so important for us to do this is because this time around, I think the realization that I have no more grandparents left because this Mm -hmm. is my last grandparent to die. Mm -hmm. um, I think that realization really like impacted me in a great way. And I, I feel like, today is the right time for us to kind of talk about these things. Yeah. I, I want to know, you, you said you have still grandparents? Yeah, so I have, from my father's side, I still have my grandmother. And from my mother's side, I have both of my grandparents, my grandfather and my grandmother. But they're all in their mid-80s, and um, I know their health is catching up to them. So, um, you know, I'm just... So how many know, grandparents you got left? I have, I have three. Three? I have three out you of have the three. four. Okay. Yeah, I lost my grandfather from my dad's side in 2008 um and i think that was actually really hard so like i growing up in puerto rico you know my parents worked so i grew up with my grandparents like they raised okay. me you know on both sides so most of my life lessons and things that i've learned in my life have come from my grandparents and then losing yeah. my grandfather on my dad's side um was tough and it hurt because he he passed away like september of 2008 but it didn't really hit me until like March or April of wow. the following year. See, we we all experienced this yeah. differently. We all experienced grief me. differently. It was, it was spring break. It was sorry, spring training for baseball. 
Okay. And the Yankees had just signed. And like, I reminded some you of something. And I couldn't call him to talk to him about the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't talk baseball. We couldn't talk Knicks. We couldn't talk any of that None stuff, of that. you know? Yeah. And that's when it really hit me. And those are the kind of moments that, that it hits us in. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we just kind of want to share with you guys uh, our experience. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about our grandparents. Um, mine now all passed away, but not not all somber. We got some we got some stuff planned. You know, how do we remember them? What do yeah, we do? We're, we're going to talk you about know? grieving a little bit. Yeah, so we, we yeah. all we all experience this differently. But um, I think the best thing we can do is honor them and remember them. So. Episode six is dedicated to our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Episode six is dedicated to legacy, is dedicated to carrying on the memory of our loved ones. We will always be together. Teddy, it's episode six, baby. Time is flying. Another one. Our talks. We will never leave you. I can't believe it's episode six. I'm not even going to lie. Um, for real it's been good it's been great uh we're so happy to be here as usual having these conversations these odd talks about really life in general and our experience of it today is super duper 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 special Mm -hmm. because we're honoring the memory and legacy of our grandparents uh we're really taking it deeper as we go through this conversation and 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 really where it comes for me, Teddy, it really comes down to this. I never, so I've had some close losses in my life, right? I've had losses like my some cousins that have passed away. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have no more grandparents left. So my mom's dad died when I was probably eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. My mom's mom passed away recently, not too far back. I was already in my 20s when she passed away. Um, and then my dad's dad died about two years ago or three years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And now my grandmother passed away. On top of that, I've seen loss in front of me. But I, I never, I was always worried that I didn't know how to grieve. I was always worried that, that I was wrong because most of the time, I, I wasn't broken. Like, I haven't been broken. Oh, my, my uncle passed away as well. Rest in peace. Uh, two of my uncles mm-hmm. have passed away. I never really, like, broke down, right? Yeah. I was always, like, self-conscious about that. And now, with my grandmother, Mama Ana, passing away, my cousin had written a letter, and it was just talking about all of the things that she experienced, mm-hmm. right? And... It just started to hit me little by little, all of the things that I could remember about my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then now I have no grandparents to look at per se, right? But they all made me who I am. Exactly. The realization that that history isn't there anymore hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I was, I, I, obviously I cried. I cried more 
than I had ever cried for a, a, a lost person, someone that mm -hmm. died. Because I, I feel like I have a healthy relationship with death, death especially if you live a long life and, yeah. you know, we, we go through it, you know, and, and we live life, right? Yeah, but was she, like, was she the matriarch of, like, your family? Was she... No, so that was Mama Yudi. Okay. Mama Yudi, I would call the matriarch of our family because she she really defined our family. But remember, we have mom, we have dad. So yeah. she was the matriarch of that side of the family, of Got my it. dad's there side of the go. family, right? Yeah. And I, I, I learned so much from her. I, I gained so much from her, which we're going to talk about some of these stories yeah. uh, as well. But it's it's just, I'm I'm glad, actually, that I got to experience this this type of way yeah because like i said i hadn't i hadn't cried that way for another lost relative like to the point where i i put i i lost my breath like it felt like my breath gave out mm -hmm. on me when i got to that realization of wow i have no more grandparents left yeah because I, I feel like grandparents are like the glue that hold together the families and i've noticed that like once a grandparent kind of passes or like once the grandparents pass on Unfortunately, a lot of times, so do the family traditions, so do the reasons for meeting and stuff like that. So um, I think that's one of my biggest fears is um, the day that, you know, my grandparents are gone. And then now it's up to my parents or even me to uh, keep those traditions and some yeah. things, you know. So even like this year, I was very intentional in, um, in celebrating like specific Puerto Rican holidays just so that my kids can know. So like I had them yeah. go out. And get grass, you know, to put in a shoebox so that the camels and the three kings can <laughs> give them gifts. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we like just because I want them to to remember. My dad's been very, very persistent on that um, lately too. Like, hey, you know, get the recipe from your grandma on how to do these things or whatever. Um, but I found I found a lot of those recipes on like YouTube too. But but it's to not the same. It, though. It's not the same. But at least it's kind of like a reminder. It's just like knowing the work. So my grandma has given me some of the recipes and stuff like that. And, and I carry with me so many lessons that I learned from both grandparents. Mm. You know, my, my grandpa lost him when I was, I think I was like 20 years old. Mm. And the weirdest thing is that he had like no health issues or anything. But he passed from a heart attack. Okay. So it was it was a weird it was a weird situation. Yeah, it was so sudden. I think that's probably one of the closest deaths I've experienced. The other thing I would say closest to that was when my wife's mother passed, like my mother-in-law. Okay. Um, yeah. it, it came at a time where my wife had just given birth to my daughter two weeks ago, like two weeks All after right. she gave birth, her mother passed. Wow. Um, and then that hit me hard too, just because one, like you know, I seen her as a mother figure to me, but then just looking at the hand that my wife and I had just got dealt. You get me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, you just gave birth, but then you're also dealing with, you know, with like postpartum depression and these kind of things. And then now having to deal with the loss of a mother and me having to, you know, like try to find a way to comfort her. It was, it was a very, um, testing time. But, um, I think the good thing is that we, we kept a, a positive mind. And at least for us, since we are, you know, people of faith, we were able to at least, you know, lean on our church community and, and they were able to help uplift us and, and we remember them in a good way. But, you know, even when you when I seen this happen, that's why I even reached out to you and I, I even told you, I said, hey, however, however you want to approach this week, you let me know because, you know, we, we're human. We, we, we deserve a time to grieve. And I think it's so brave of you to even choose the podcast to let that happen mm -hmm. because so many of us sometimes don't grieve or don't know how to grieve or don't even realize why we grieve that way. So hopefully from these conversations today, they can hear these things. And, and if they have 
had trouble finding some closure or or you know and remembering their loved one or or maybe even you know just somebody that they knew that you know a loss that affected them maybe from today they can try to find a way to kind of move forward so yeah i i i wanted to grieve teddy i wanted to i wanted to do this and 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 really share it because i've i've like i said i've always felt like am i is there something wrong with me because i haven't you know cuz i like I, i'm yeah. i'm i'm also i i also believe and i know that no one passes before their time you know everything happens for a reason yeah. right and so i I, th- i think that's made me a really strong person when it comes to dealing with loss i always thought that it would be in far far future when one of my parents passes that i was really going to lose lose it right and i never knew if that was okay but this this new form of grief that i have knowing that i have no grandparents is is showing me that it is okay that there's different types of grief that there's different types of of feeling something yeah. as long as we're we're processing it and as long as we're giving ourselves space to feel it yeah you know and to and to remember it because that's really the best thing that we can do like you said the our, our grandparents are the glue of the family you at, you spoke about matriarchs right and just this reality that if we don't do our best to remember what our grandparents were like and what our grandparents did you know not having them now makes me want to ask more questions to my mom yeah. makes me want to ask more questions to my sisters so who got to experience my grandparents maybe more than i did i want to know more yeah because it's like like one of a kind there's no reissue you yeah. know <laughs> i think to this day that's one of the one of my favorite things is is to hear stories of my grandfather from the point of view of other people um maybe i've heard that story but from not from that point of view or you know maybe yeah. they have stories you know yeah. that i've never heard of before so it's pretty cool when people are like oh my god that's your grandpa oh man let me tell you yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and then you just like you hear it and you're like man i want to know more but i think one of the you know how you say like all things happen for a reason you just mentioned that and i think once my grandfather passed like on my dad's side a lot of things i started seeing a lot of things like i started being exposed to a lot of things so i really do think that the passing of my grandpa really opened up the eyes of our own family towards each other like realizing some things that we were trying to hide from each other our imperfections our yeah. flaws yeah. because he knew we all trusted him we all spoke to him but he never shared a soul you know with yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. about it yeah. um so when he passed yeah. we were all figure out like all the things we were struggling with and how much he was helping us so it it, it our family which is the the cool thing is most of my family lives in new york and the other half lives in puerto rico then you have like me and my dad we live here yeah. right but it drew everybody in that individual state wherever they were it drew them closer so the puerto rico people since my grandfather has passed have not missed like a holiday together um the people in new york they like basically live next door to each mm-hmm. other like my family so they're cool and we always flying to whichever one but it's really drawn us closer um so sometimes you know like you say yeah you never know when the next moment is and you just want to you know i i contact my grandparents now often yeah you know every month i i try to call them a few times and just talk to them a little bit about anything you know ask them questions tell them to you know like hey where grandma tell me about that day that you know yeah, my grandma yeah, yeah. one of the, my biggest memories from my grandma was the whoopings that i used to get from her <laughs> so i would say hey grandma man tell me about that time that you whooped me when she's like i don't remember that i never did that 
I was like, Grandma, you're a creator. Man, yeah. that's Mamana all day. If I can share an amazing <laughs> memory, man. Me, my cousin Alex, and my cousin Mabel, we used to go and we used to stay there weekends or spring breaks and a couple of days at a time, right? And she lived in this cul-de-sac in the Dominican Republic, Un Campo. It was probably like eight houses, you know, so a bunch of kids. And my grandmother used to host poker games in the back of her house. My grandmother was different, bro. Super different. Very Yeah, I was hearing the the things uh, into baseball, cigars, yeah. poker, all that stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so super cool. We would go and we would spend time there and we would be running around the neighborhood. I we grew up in a genera- generation if you were born before 92 um, you grew up in a generation where when the lights come on is when you come home. Yes. You know, you, you actually played outside. We didn't have no, no digital, uh, space. We had physical space. Yeah. I think digital space hit us like in our teens. Yeah. 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 We, we got to experience the childhood. It's like when you see lean on me that they're running on the train tracks. Uh, it wasn't train tracks. We were running on gravel and stuff like that and eating cherries that are super hot. But to make the oh, loans, yeah. <laughs> cerezas, the, yeah. the fire cerezas. Cereza and acerola, we used yeah. to do those things, yeah. Um, but my grandmother, whenever we would uh, be acting out of turn or whenever she felt like she needed to discipline us, she would have a stick on one hand and then a switch on the other hand. I don't know if you know what a switch is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So a switch on the other hand and then she would poke. We would get underneath the bed, and the bed, you get in the corner, and you're, like, lost in the corner of the bed. So she was already in her older age. It's not like she could get on the floor to get us. So she would take the broomstick and poke on one end, and as we would run out the other side, she would be swinging with the switch. (laughs) (laughs) Innovative. Innovative. Yeah, innovative. She was definitely an avant-garde grandma. Uh, But it's just even those things that we remember, like, the discipline that we received from our grandparents, yeah. you know, what, wh- what would we be without that? And if, and if, if you haven't seen your grandparents in a long time and you have them, I would encourage you to reach yes. out. You know, I know it sounds corny, but I, I wish I could turn back time. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like yeah, the times, man. and this happens to all of us, the times that, my mom would try to pass me the phone and my grandpa- grandma would be on the line. And, oh, yeah. You know, oh, my gosh. And then rush off the phone. I wish I would have asked at least two more questions every time I spoke with my grandparents. Mm. I wish I would have. And, and I got to know my grandparents. So I'm very grateful for that. I really did. I got to know my grandparents. I got to experience time with my grandparents. But it's never enough. It's never enough. So the, the most important things in life are fleeting we just need to take the time to identify them properly and yeah. invest in those things uh, enough. It's sad to not have my grandparents anymore, but I get to remember them. Yeah, that's true. And and I was even like just thinking, like you were saying, like the lessons that we learned. Like my grandfather who passed, um, at least with me, um, and one of the craziest things, like when you told me, you know, that you that you wanted to do this, like on a podcast. And I remember I mentioned to you that even though like I kind of was there with my family when, you know, my grandfather passed and we were together, I don't think I ever really like spoke to anyone about that moment like Mm -hmm. that. So I thought that, you know, that would be a great moment, you know, to kind of talk about it together, because I think that's the only way that I could really um, relate is just even thinking back of those moments. And I remember like it, it, which is one of the, the bigger memories of this. So 
I, I think a couple of days before my grandfather passed, he had reached out to me and told me, he asked me about a specific friend that I grew up with. And at that time, me and him weren't really talking over some miscommunication, really. And he told me, he's like, hey, man, like, you should really reach out to him and, like, talk to him. Like, you guys are real friends. You guys are like brothers. You guys shouldn't live this way. Um, and I remember that um, my grandpa, pa I told him, I was like, oh, I'll reach out to him. I'll reach out to him. And then my grandpa passed like a couple of days later. So I reached out to him to tell him. And he was one of the first people to like rush over to my house and like wow. and help me, you know, like grieve. And, and then that same day that he passed was the very first show that I had ever booked as like an independent artist to go perform at. So like my dad, he he kind of looked at me and he didn't even ask me. He was like, I'll book you a red eye. And he was like, wow, like he didn't even ask, like, do you want to do this show or not? Like he knew I was going to go do it. And it wasn't even a selfish thing. It's just that's who who my grandpa was. Like, yeah. you show up, you get yeah, me yeah. like well, the things I learned from my grandfather was one like baseball. He loved baseball. He knew pretty much like what to do, what shifts to put on people like he was amazing. And he used to do like locally when he was in, in Puerto Rico, he he used to put together like softball teams and he would win tournaments and he used to do like play by play for like the single a and double a teams in puerto rico so like he was really like you know passionate about the sport so i learned that from him and then i also learned how to be like a stand-up guy you get mm -hmm. me like he used to tell me he's like hey man like if your cousin or your friend has a business and they'll hook you up they say hey it's normally 50 but i'll give it to you for 35 give, give them the 50, 50. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, give them the 50 like you know, those are your friends. You got to support them even more. Like, don't take advantage of the hookup. Like, you know, respect them more. He's like, it'll come back to you later. That's what's up. So that's one thing I learned. And the other thing he used to tell me was time is money. He used to say, like, um, he used to say, like, Celia Cruz, like, my, my English is not very good looking. But he say, time is money, my friend. You lose time, you lose money. You lose money, you lose time. <laughs> and I even got that tatted, like, on my chest. I got his initials. And it says, time is money. I have his date of birth and his loss. His date of, of of passing, nice. and and yeah, and and I think one of the biggest things for me was like that very night was like the first night that I ever like I ever really spoke or hung out with with Chinese with my wife, you know, like at that time. One of the biggest things that I kind of regret in a sense is that he never got to meet her because he was always so like he just knew like when he would meet girlfriends or wives he was like nah that was not gonna work like he just knew and I was mm -hmm. always wondering like. I knew, he, I knew he would have loved to meet Chinese. I always just try to think of those, those positive things and all the lessons I learned. Like, even the grandparents I have now, from my mom's side, my grandfather from my mom's side has taught me a lot of things, how to be resourceful. He grew up in a farm. He was one of, like, 12 or 15 brothers and sisters. He taught me how to make cars out of cans of soup, how to make rabbits, uh, like a rabbit out of your hand and a handkerchief. Mm -hmm. He taught me how to make shadow puppets with your hands, Man, like, you want to talk about resourceful? He's like, hey, when I was younger, this is how we used to play. Yeah, yeah. You know, he taught me how to peel the, you know, peel the, the little stick, like the branch of the switch, so you can use that to, like, tie things. Mm. I mean, <laughs> this man, you know, <laughs> like, the day, the day that he passes, that's going to really, like, hurt me, too. Like, my remaining grandparents, too, just because, again, growing up, my parents had to work. So and you were with them. That's who I was with, like majority yeah. of my time. So yeah, I remember. I remember summers in New York, being upstairs at my grandmother, Mama Yudi's, my mom's mom's apartment, and sitting in front of the TV. Uh, she would make ravioli with guineo and morisoñando, and just sitting there. And I had to actually learn 
Spanish and English all over again because my grandmother. Because <laughs> when I would get sent over there, she didn't know any English. So I would have to speak to her in Spanish. Mind you, I was I was already learning English. I had already learned Spanish because I was born in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. But I had forgot it because I, I was going to an English school. Oh, God. And then I was, I was in Miami, and then mm. I had forgotten Spanish all of a sudden. And then I go back over there. I had to learn Spanish again, and then English. And it was like, but anyways, I digress. Just remembering those types of moments, right? Sitting in front yeah. of the TV, eating ravioli, and having those memories of what was my grandmother like? My grandmother was elegant. Always well dressed. Yeah. Always, you know, ready to go. You know, always intentional. When people got to the house, you know, cafecito, this, that, the other third. Always yeah. full of joy, you know. And I like to think about all of these things and more because if there's something about you that you don't understand, one of the best places to look is those that came before. Your mm -hmm. parents, your parents' parents. And you'll see. Okay, that's, oh, that's where, where it comes, comes from. from. Yeah. That's why I'm like this. And you learn to appreciate it more. It's like, a, it's like a guidebook to navigating your emotions, navigating your personality. And it's really special. My, my sisters would always tell me stories about my grandparents. And I was like, man, they were older when I came around. So I didn't get to first-hand experience some of these things yes yes you know and it's like what what must that have been like and what was their life like so if it, if it is a person just like me what what did they go through living back then my grandfather lived on a farm for his whole life his own farm that he had and lived off the land and worked the land his whole life un campesino wow. basically but this man was strong, was respectful, educated, but he just, he loved his farm. And that's, that's what he worked. That's what he did. And he, he was loved by everyone, but he never left the farm. But my dad, on the other hand, was like, I don't want no part of this farm and left to New York City. Okay, so he's the one that brought the balance. The, in that he's, case. Exactly. So it's like, okay, now I'm realizing, okay, I'm not afraid of hard work and hard labor because of my grandfather. Same. I remember I used to go to vacations to Puerto Rico on the summers, and my grandpa would take me to work with him. He used to work like at a hardware store. So a hardware store in Puerto Rico is not a Home Depot or a Lowe's or an Ace. No, like it's literally like a big kind of warehouse thing. So one side you just have a bunch of wood piled up. On another side you have a bunch of cinder blocks. And then another side you just have an open bay that has a bunch of rocks or sand or whatever. So he used to take me to work with him every day, like literally wake me up at five in the morning and have me go throw bricks with him and all this stuff. And the reward was he used to take me to go get a hamburger, like this specific mm -hmm. hamburger from this guy that sold it in the street. But he always used to go to work. He, all the jobs that he ever had, he would always bring me with me and just show me like, you know, the importance of coming in early. And he used to have a, a route. He used to deliver like milk and stuff. And sometimes he would like see that there were some people because in Puerto Rico up to a certain point. So even when I was younger, they would still deliver the milk to your door crates, even oh, okay. though if it was a okay. gallon, half okay. gallon, they would still be in the crates and come bring it to your door. And sometimes my grandpa used to kind of like 
hook people up with like extra milk, knowing that you know they didn't have. Your grandpa it. was the milkman. My grandpa was the milkman in more ways than one. Hey. Because I found out why am I why am I like this when I talk to hey, wh- you know which was the drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> He was in more ways than one. My my grandfather was also um, like they would say in Puerto Rico, un pica flor, you know, pica a hummingbird. Flor. Yeah, okay, a hummingbird. Okay, he went okay. from flower to flower. Okay, okay. So yeah, I guess I got yeah. So that legacy, that legacy is there as well. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it, so what's the best way to remember your gr- grandparents? Is this way? It's like this: is having conversations about them, remembering the parts of them, like. Listen, the parts of them that make me who I am today is is part of the reason why it hurts so much to lose them, but part of the reason I'm so confident in who I am. Yeah. It's it's why I'm so excited that I get to carry on the, their their last name or their 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 being, their yeah. essence is in me, you know, and and you were talking about balance like Okay, it's 2021. Obviously, physical abuse is not okay. Emotional, verbal abuse is not okay. But I want to go on record and say, you know what else is not okay? Disrespect. Yeah. You know what else is not okay? Talking back. Mm-hmm. You know what else is not okay? Not knowing your boundaries. You know what else is not okay? Growing up and thinking that life is peachy king because nobody told you differently. Yeah. No. You know what else is not okay? Being allowed to be selfish being allowed to be entitled none of that is okay and i learned that that wasn't okay in two ways my grandparents and parents discipline which sometimes involved a spanking yeah and their example that quite often involved a lot of love and a lot of scripture oh yeah without our grandparents being there to pull our ear while at the same time cooking us our favorite meal, mm. I don't think we would have that balance. Yeah, I used to get smacked with a spoon and then get asked to bring it right back so they could finish mm. cooking. <laughs> but it's true. Seriously? It's true, those upbringings. And I remember one of the, the more vivid memories when from my grandfather's passing. My grandfather used to drink one type of beer and his Heineken. <laughs> That's like his beer of choice. So uh, one of my uncles, he has um, a little bar. We went to his bar, and we were all, like, drinking Heinekens, and we're all sharing, like, the funniest stories that we've ever had about my grandpa. And I remember we were, like, cracking up. I mean, we were dying laughing. And we went immediately from dying laughing to just, like, sobbing crying together. Like, I mean, a bar full of grown men. There was, like, eight (laughs) of us, maybe ten of us there. And all we were all like weeping, but we always we all did really walk away with something something important, something something great. The cool thing is that I get to also hear what my parents did, like the times that my parents were, you know, like caught in mischief, or the time that my parents got disciplined. You get what I'm saying? Like sometimes I may be telling my grandpa or my grandma something that I'm doing. They're like, "Oh, you're just like your mom. You're just like your dad." And I was like, "Wait." What? They did that too? So it's it's something that you also get to learn from them. What I wanted to also do, I know it might be a little bit early in the episode, but just in case so I don't forget, I want to extend this. You know, I know that um we, you know, to you, the listeners, to you, the listeners, I think um first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for just listening to us, you know, taking the time that you do to listen to us and, and for sharing our content yes, with yes, different yes. people. I want to actually challenge you when you reach this point, this 30 minute part, this 30 minute mark here on your uh, on the episode i want you to share this 
on social media and, and just let us know if you have ever, you know, had to deal with grief or grieving somebody, you know, a loved one. How did you grieve? You know, what was your way of grieving? You know, some of us may go to unhealthy things. Some of us may overdo. Yeah. A, sometimes we may overdo a healthy grieving or coping mechanism. Right. Um, and then if so, if not, then you can also share, you know, I want you to share with me what is one of your most or even just share it on your story. One of your most vivid memories about a loved one. Yes. And, and if you do have your grandparents alive or a loved one that you haven't really talked to in a long time, take advantage um, and do that and just reach out, talk to them. And just kind of get get connected, you know, like they say, get connected with yeah. your roots again. Yeah. Because um, you know, time is just pleasant, mm. and it's not it's not even more it's not even much in a, like you said in a somber tone. I don't want you to walk away thinking like, ah, oh, you know, you know, they're gonna pass or whatever. That's really not what I want you to think of. But I just want you to think of like, damn, I have a privilege to to reach back into into a time in my life that I didn't yeah. exist. And let me let me just go back there. Yeah. Yeah, Let me so, take advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Teddy. And it's um that's the that's the challenge with the, with this one is really do to do that. Uh, remember somehow engage with your roots, where you come yeah. from. You know your grandparents. Your grandparents are a fountain of wisdom. They're a fountain of love. You know, and and if it's not your grandparents, it's who's the elder around you Correct. in your family? Like who who's the who's the one that you know is is like the source in your family because the the riches that lie within that are boundless they're endless you're gonna you're gonna feel so rewarded when you when you embrace that i don't know if you ever did this because i know you lived in dr did you ever snap peace with your grandma or no i might have i'm not sure dude I, i'm like even thinking about it now, that's that's one of my favorite memories from my grandmother. Um, from my dad's side specifically, she mm -hmm. always do that. Like we would just buy the peas and they'll bring like a huge basket, and then we had to snap them open. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll have like worms in them and stuff, so we have to get rid of the bad ones. Mm -hmm. And then I remember for Easter, um, my grandma bought all of us in Puerto Rico. There's this really weird tradition on Easter that you buy people a chicken, like a baby chicken, and <laughs> then the baby chicken. Is usually dyed a different color, purple, green, blue, orange, red, whatever. Uh-oh. Disclaimer. Oh, for PETA. No, PETA, please. Don't, I don't, don't want no come issues. at us. We don't condone dying little if chickies at various all. colors. No, no, we don't. Not the look. We don't. And if you're from Not PETA, please um, skip yeah. for like the next <laughs> minute and a half for the rest of the story I'm going to say. But let me show you. Let me just, and, I just, and don't go after his family in Puerto Rico. Not at all. They don't do it anymore. All. They don't no, do it anymore. No, yeah, not at all. My grandma's too old to do this <laughs> now. I love you, abuela. But so then she bought all of us, right? Because it was like, I think, like my cousins, it was like about five or six of us. So she bought these little baby chickens for us for Easter. And I remember that, you know, at first they're that color. And then, you know, oh, mine is the blue one, mine is the orange. But when they start getting older, you can't tell. They all look the same. So I was telling my grandma, I was like, Grandma, we should give them names. And she's like, I already gave them names. Blue one, red one, yellow no. one. No. <laughs> Ese es lunes, Malte, miércoles, jueves. She named them after the days of the week. That's awesome. And as, I, and, and as the weeks would go by, I would realize that we would have one less chicken in the house. My grandmother, but this is how my grandmother was brought up, she would raise the chicken she would kill the chicken, pluck it, prepare it, and cook it herself. And then also she would take the eggs fresh from the, from the chicken <laughs> oh coop straight into the kitchen to eat. That's amazing. That's, that's how you do it. But 
I think it's kind of horrible. <laughs> she had what it a, Monday, Tuesday, uh-huh, Yeah, that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't catch on to it till later. When I got older, I was like, Grandma. And she would crack up, you know? Okay, for, for the record, that is a joke. <laughs> and a great one at that. I just got the joke. I, ju- I just got it. I just got it. It took me a little bit. It took me a little bit. But th- those, are, those are the kind of jokes you get from grandma, though. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Those are the kind of jokes you get from grandma. It took me a minute there, Teddy. Yeah, man. Teddy had me going. I was in it. I was in it. <laughs> All the way in it. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think we were gonna use the sounds today, and I'm so glad that we got to put them in and they didn't feel forced. Oh, they my just goodness. That was perfect. But you said earlier, you said earlier yeah. about how we all grieve differently and you also said how you can overdo like the good good ways of grieving right and stuff like that and i I feel like that's one of the fears that i had that i was being too positive listen it's okay to cry yeah man it's okay to not be okay yeah because a lot of people sometimes they'll pick up something healthy like exercise yeah and then they'll just exercise so much maybe they're reaching peak shape or maybe they're over exercising the most important thing is um it's like i said it's a balance so if you're going to exercise, if you want to be positive, see the bright side. If you're going to go the drugs and alcohol way, I pray, I pray that you know that this is a, a, a controlled decision. Yeah. Um, but just find a balance. You need to yeah. either find somebody to speak to or, like we said, journal. Find a way to pour your feelings out yeah. um, so that way you can find some closure. Because I think the worst part about it is holding it in. Yeah. So even though we're exercising, we're doing good, we're feeling fine. You're still not processing. Yeah, and and, and holidays, holidays hit different. Yeah. Special w- special occasions hit different. So you need to really talk and you know prepare yourself. Yeah. I was thinking if you, the moment your coping mechanism becomes an avoidance mechanism, exactly, that's when you're in trouble. If you're beginning to use your coping mechanisms as a way to not deal with the feelings, the issues, and the problem, that's where there's a big problem. I feel like I went through that when when my dad got locked up because that's also, uh, a grieving has to do oh, with yeah. any kind of absence. That, that was a loss life. for a yeah. time, yeah, that absolutely. Was, that was an absolute loss. I saw my coping me- mechanisms become avoidance mechanisms, and that's that's unhealthy as all get out. We have to process these things. We have to feel it. That's another reason why it was so important for me to do this we're not just sharing stories with each other. We're, we're sharing it with the universe. We're, we're putting it back out there. We're, we're, we're yeah. keeping them alive by remembering their, these memories, by, by having these conversations, which is something that is vital. Yeah. It's vital. And, and you said another thing, what? that you were practicing with your kids the traditions that you practiced with your grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. You were los tres reyes, la gramita, yeah. and all of this, and you were you were doing the things. That's something that that is priceless. Porque that's the only way we can have our kids have a semblance of what we got. Yeah, and and I think all of us, our goal for our kids is for them to be us 2.0. Yeah, the better version, absolutely. The better version. So absolutely, I need to give them everything I got, and then some. True. And the only way True. to give them everything that we got is to either they got to either be around their grandparents and their and if they get their great grandparents great but if not we have to be intentional about what were the things that we learned from our grandparents mm-hmm. what were the things that we received 
by by proximity, by conversation, by by secondhand story. What are mm-hmm. the things about our grandparents that are alive in us today? Because we need to make sure that those things are alive in our children. Yes. Right? La yes. cultura no se puede morir. No podemos dejar That's de hablar true. español solo porque nos criamos aquí en los Estados Unidos. Yeah. Ten- tenemos que seguir la cultura. Yeah. No morirá. Así mismo. Amor por si. No, that D.O.G. I know what I'm talking about. Oh. Huey Amor Dunbar. prohibido murmurar oh, por <laughs> las calles. And, you know what's, and you know what's one of the awesome <laughs> things too? And, and this is for my grandfather who's still alive. I grew up Catholic most of my life. And he is what they call a, and I hope I say it right in, in English, a minister of the Eucharist. So he... What he does is he will go to church on Sunday. He will listen to the priest like in mass. And then afterwards he takes like the wine. He takes the bread and the communion. And what he does is he goes to the homes of people who are disabled, who cannot go to church. He reads to them what was the reading for the wow. day. What was the message that the priest was giving with the, with the readings. And then he'll give them, you know, the bread. Who, who and was the one, this again? My grandfather. He's still alive. The one that you met. My oh, mom's wow. dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does that. And I remember every Sunday he would take me with him after church to these people's houses to pray with them, to, to deliver the service to them. Because back then there wasn't really like the televised. You couldn't really stream church mm-hmm, service mm-hmm. like that. Um, so yeah, so my grandfather used to do that. So That's the reason dope. why I, I feel like now I'm so involved, like in my church and I give, and I give back and everything is because growing up I've seen it. And my grandfather was, um, well, he still is. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather, he's still alive and, and he's been, he's still in his church. I don't think he does the Eucharist as much anymore. He is a little bit older now, but yeah, man, like he still not too long ago did it and, and and that's something that I learned and I, I walk away from. My, my grandmother and my grandfather is, um, to me, was like my relationship goals. Like the ones from my mom's side. My grandfather would leave early in the morning to go work. My grandma didn't work. My grandma had the privilege to stay home, but she still made her own money. She used to make dresses and clothing for people. She sews. She was like a seamstress. I think that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, and and us millennials think we invented gig working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. The jokes on us. Yo, my grandma. They used to hit my grandma up for like dresses, blankets, um, you know, clothes for kids. And then also, my grandma used to be do the ill like church hats. <laughs> Like you wanted birds in there, <laughs> flowers or whatever. My grandma, like she That's got you. Stuff. My grandma, she used to do all that stuff. So whatever. When I used to stay home with my grandma, sometimes we'll be there, you know, going out shopping to buy fabric and then her coming back to make the dresses. But one of the cool things I found is when my grandfather used to get home like around five, she used to have this mug that was in the freezer for beer. So you pull out the mug, pour a beer out, and then put it with the newspaper on the coffee table when he came home with his sandals. So my grandfather would come home, he would give her a kiss, he will go in the room, take off his work clothes, come out in his shorts and his tank top, put his sandals on, grab his beer, drink the, read the newspaper, right? Drink his beer, read the newspaper. After reading the newspaper like 15, 20 minutes, he, you know, my grandma already had the dinner set up for him the way he liked it. And then he would ask her, how was your day? She would ask him, how was his day? And then and over dinner, they'll talk. But she gave him those, like, first 15 minutes of the mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. to kind of, like, just relax. And then the way that they were, I was like, man, you know. So I'm not saying that my wife does that now. But we do kind of respect each other's time, basically. Yeah. But I got to see that with them, like, you know. Um, she respected what he did. And he also, like, didn't act like, oh, you were home all day. No, like, you know. And my grandma used to do it. My grandma washed clothes by hand in Puerto yeah, Rico, like, yeah. on a washboard. And she used to wring it out and hang them. Yeah. 
Like it was so. a different time. It was a different time back then. But I think, but I think the awesome thing is, and I say all that to to kind of wrap it up this way. Seeing the way that our grandparents lived and grew up, and then seeing how part of that was our parents' lifestyle, and at least for me and you, since we are in like our early thirties, we got to see a little bit of that ending part. Like my grandparents had rotary phones that yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. dial around the thing. I think we got to see not how hard life was before, but how much advancements we have come up with. And I think it really makes me appreciate who my grandparents are yeah, and how I am, like you said, how I am now. Because even though I love drinking coffee and I have an espresso machine in my house in the morning, I still keep the little old coffee maker that you put, what they call it, I think it's like La Greta or whatever. <laughs> La Greca. La Greca, there you go. Hey, I still have one of those because... Mm. I always want to make that coffee like mm. how my grandparents used to make it. You get me? My mama usually used to make it in a sock. In a sock. <laughs> in a That's sock. how my grandma made it, in yeah, a sock. in a sock. You know? So it's like those kind of things. And, and, and there's things, like you said, there's dishes that I'll have that will never taste the same. Yeah. Um, but it just makes you appreciate it. And it's because you realize that they used to do it the old school way. Mm-hmm. You know? There mm-hmm. was like there was no other way. So just seeing how my grandparents lived and my parents sending me back every summer to go spend it with them. So I moved here to the United States when I was like 10, 11 years old. And every summer all the way up till I was like 16, 17, they would send me to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And I would stay with my grandparents, mow the lawn, wash clothes, mm. go work. I had to go serving the missionaries at the yeah, church. Like, yeah. I, it was no game. Like, I went on vacation. Vacation, yeah, right. Yeah. You know? But but I learned But now you look back and it was a vacation. It, it was. was. A, it, was a, it was a heritage vacation. Oh, yeah, and, man. And, oh, my goodness. I'm so grateful. So yeah. grateful for for heritage and for, for where we come from and for having been able to experience that. It's like the t- times are changing. We're modernizing. And we're getting further and further away from the time of our grandparents. Further and further away from things that today are off the wall. Like, <laughs> you couldn't get in contact with somebody unless they were in the house back in the day. <laughs> like, bro, I, I mean, my grandparents were alive where you had to write letters to each other you know, to talk. And then after that, it was like not too many phone numbers. Like, you, you, were, able, oh. you were able to pick up the phone and tell the operator, hey, put Ramis on. Okay. You were like what? the only other person in the neighborhood that had, that a, had phone. a phone. Hey, hey, operator, Contact put Ra- Ramis. Yeah, put Ramis on. And then you put, yo, whatever. Like, you didn't even have a phone number. You just be like, yo, you know who it is. Give me number eight. And <laughs> give, me, give me number eight. You know number eight, man. <laughs> like, that's phone crazy. Number. Now we got area. There's two area codes there for Miami, 305-786. Like, Puerto Rico got yeah. area codes now. We didn't used to have them until not too long ago. Yeah. 787 yeah. and 949. I think, I think DR has area codes. I, I mean, they must have area codes too, by yeah. now, too. Yeah, it used to be just 809. The, like, the lessons that we learn in life or, or sometimes the character that, that got built up to us has to somehow, even if it's indirectly, has to do with our grandparents. You get me? Sometimes some of the demeanor that we have may come from our grandparents and we don't know it, or it may come from our parents because of something that our grandparents did growing up. Whether we know it or not, whether we believe it or not, a part of who we are now has some type of connection to that. It has almost everything to do with them. Times, times have changed. What you said earlier about respecting time mm-hmm. and how they respected each other's time yeah. and things like that, those are the things about tradition that we need to 
pull from, right? Mm -hmm. Because back then, it was by default almost. That's just the way life was. But now we're so Mm hyper-connected. We're so in, quote-unquote, in tune. We're so... We're so connected that it's overconnected, yeah. right? And there are things that tradition teach us that culture today is completely counter. Yeah. Right? So, like, the idea of that time for yourself when you get home, we have to work for that nowadays. Yeah. Because nowadays, there's so much more to deal with, per se, Right. It's we're moving at such a fast pace that it's like, no, I can't give you 15 minutes because I got to go. I don't know. Whatever yeah, it is. Whatever I got to go do this. I got to go yeah. do that. We got to do this. <clears throat> but, you know, what's a crazy thing. And, and it's, it's not to say that, like, I come home and I have a cold beer and, and dinner waiting for me at home. That's not necessarily the case. And, and it's not that I need it or that I don't want it. But the cool thing is that. um my wife and I still do give each other some type of time. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, today, you know, I was working from home and she was there at the house too with, you know, with, with my son. He wasn't feeling too good. She's taking care of him while I'm working from home. And at one point she walks up to me. And she's like, hey, babe, I'm going to go take a nap because. And then I just stopped. And I said, just go. Yeah, yeah. Because what? Who cares? What? Because you want to take a nap? You go take a nap. It's OK. Yeah. I'm here. You get your yeah. time. That's your time for yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and we do that, too. Sometimes, hey, give me 10 minutes. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go to the balcony, clear my mind, you know, just kind of be outside for a bit. And, and, and we respect that from each other. And I did get that from my grandparents. They always used to tell mm-hmm. me, give each other a little bit of time, you know, even when you come home from the day. And then, yes, like you said, back then, my grandfather was working, um, whether he had to drive or catch public transportation to get what he had to get to. So when he came home, he just wanted to unwind. Um, it's a little different now. I don't need the newspaper anymore. I'm listening to it. As I'm yeah, coming yeah, home, yeah, you know, yeah. like I have it all in one thing. So um, it's cool to, to have it's, that. It's tricky. And, and we try to at home, we try to be conscious of that as well. Fortunately enough, we we live in a world today that that affords us a lot of comforts, a lot of comforts that we can do a lot of different things that our grandparents didn't do. Mm-hmm. But the essence of who they are we, carries on today. So, right. My grandmother was full of joy full of joy like she was always the life of the party yeah. always having a good time um very elegant very respectful my grandfather when he shook your hand you knew he was shaking your hand and he looked you in the eye you know what i mean my grandfather yeah. was a hard worker and and all of that like i don't have to have farmer's hands to have my grandfather's handshake mm, i like that i'm gonna say that again you should put that in a poem i, I, I will most likely do that because that that's something I'm considering is writing a poem for my grandparents. That's Ellie. But I'll say it again. I don't have to have the calluses on my hands that my grandfather had from working the fields to have the handshake that he had. Mm. The essence of who our grandparents are lives in, live inside of us. Even though our worlds are totally different. Things look totally different today. The essence, the values, the tradition, the energy, the vibe that our grandparents had mm-hmm. lives on today. That's right. Inside, inside us. Yeah. And in our conversations and in these stories that we share live inside of us. Mm-hmm. So we take the time to grieve. We cry. We process. 
we remember and we honor, but most importantly, we carry on. We carry their legacy. We do everything that we can to make sure that all of the sacrifices they made, man, our grandparents sacrificed a whole lot for us to get here. My, our, my grandparents took us out of a hole in the Dominican Republic. Wow. To New York City, the biggest city in the world. My grandpa did the same thing with my family. He moved them from Puerto Rico to New York for a while and then back to Puerto Rico. But yeah. You know? And that's how that's how my parents ended up kind of developing this grit, this tenacity to them. It's just that, that change, having to learn a new language, adjusting to new weather, all this stuff. And, and my grandpa learned a lot from it too, from you know, from being in New York and Puerto Rico. So, I think that adaptability absolutely comes from my grandparents. Like they definitely instilled it in my parents. Like my grandpa from my dad's side was like that, and then my grandpa from my mom's side, he he has always been a hard worker. He's always been very diligent with his money, very responsible. He saves money. He has good credit. He pays back on time. He's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. And when it was time for my mom to go to college. She was like, hey, are you going to, you know, buy me a car? He was like, nah. The bus comes, picks you up right in front of the house. It picks you up at 6 a.m. If you get it on the bus at 6 a.m., you'll be able to make it there by 7.15. You can buy yourself breakfast and then be in time for 7.30 class. You, you should be fine. And <laughs> even though they had the money, he's like, yes, I can yeah. buy you a car. But he wanted my mom to, like, put in that work. How bad do you want it? Go do it, you know? Obviously, my grandfather has been able to reward her, and he, and he instilled that tenacity in her, too. So Yeah. Their hard work should rub off on us. And, and I'm just going to go on record and say this. We're a little too soft on our kids these days. Yeah. You know, I had to, I had to, I had to get. In a sense, in a sense. I had to get, I had to get, I had to get A's and B's before I got one video game. Oh word! Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I had to, I had to get A's and B's before I got one video game. I had to like, we wasn't, we wasn't getting candy all the time. We wasn't getting, you know, anything we wanted when we wanted it. True. Like things were special back then. Um, and we're, we're just remembering the time of our grandparents. We're just remembering our our childhood. And of course, like we said, everything is modernized. It's, it's a new day. It's a new age. We're not gonna raise our kids the way we were raised. We're not gonna, we're not gonna act and behave exactly as our grandparents did. But we can take heed. There's principles to be learned. There's principles to be lived. There's an elegance and an essence of life that we can take from our grandparents and that yeah. we can hold on to and we can pass down to our children and we can really experience life in light of what our grandparents were yeah, I, I would say i would say to if you have your grandparents reach out to them and just ask them a story or if not reach out to a family member that can kind of give you that so maybe you feel like something's missing maybe you feel disconnected from your roots i think that's one of the things like apart from asking you how do you grieve um you know what is like your you know your favorite memories of your of your loved one if you didn't have a memory then reach out to somebody find that closure connect with them you know yeah absolutely absolutely and that's that's really what we're, we want to leave you guys with uh scripture says to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn and um you know this is a this is a time this is a time yeah. that uh my me and my family are going through and i felt would be great to share with you yeah and you're doing you're doing both right now yeah. you're rejoicing in the the moments that you had in your mourning the time passing but yeah. and it's in, it's important that we 
we approach it this way because we are many. But truly, we are one. All right. Thank you, Teddy. Anytime, my brother, you know that. Thank you, Odd Family. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, you right now. Yes, I'm talking to you. Exactly you. You could have been anywhere in the world today. But you're here with us. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, you stuck. You don't have a choice. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo boo. <laughs> episode is gonna be crazy oh you just wait and see <laughs>